Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you, allowing others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to those people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and some positivity into your day. Welcome to this episode for young people and the young at heart as we continue in our series about sexual and gender identity. Now, the purpose of this series is to give young people who are LGBT plus a voice, provide young people who are questioning an opportunity to learn from those young people who've already embarked on this journey and to provide a bank of resources to help both young people and parents get the information and support that they need on this really important topic. In today's episode, you're going to hear Taishan interview Taz, two ladies of colour who are part of the LGBT plus community. What a great conversation this is to listen into. Taz is a bisexual woman who is the director for volunteering with a wonderful charity called Just Like Us. So you'll hear her story about um, her own journey and um, joining the charity because there was just such a huge need to raise awareness of LGBT plus in schools. And so being director of volunteering for this organisation and um, making sure that ambassadors from the LGBT plus community, young people have voices and are going in there and speaking within schools. It's such a great conversation and insight into the world that they're doing. I love the conversation goes from personal stories and the work of the charity into what questions young people commonly ask And we're brought up to make very binary choices. You're this or you're that. You have to choose. And yet that's not how life needs to be. So you'll hear some conversation about being non-binary and intersectionality. Gosh, you've got to love the jargon in these conversations. But really great conversation around the impact of visibility and acceptance on mental health. And being LGBT plus outside of the conversation and topic of sex and relationships. So diversity and representation, pride groups and workplaces. Enjoy this interesting conversation, seeing where it goes and getting the snippets and the diamonds out of the conversations in terms of understanding and research. Enjoy. Welcome, Taz. I'm super excited to speak to you. Hi, it's really, really nice to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, so kind of your role um, within the charity that you work with, pronouns, a little bit about your background and kind of how you got into um, the role that you're in now. My name is Taz and I use she, her pronouns um, and I work at an LGBT plus young people's charity called Just Like Us. Um, So I work there as the director of volunteering, which basically means that I oversee our young adult LGBT plus volunteers and how we recruit and train and coordinate their activities and support them while they're volunteering for us, um, which is a really exciting thing to do it's it's so nice being in this 
massive community of LGBT plus young adults doing really good things all around the UK. So in my role, I get to oversee all of that, which is so lovely. I myself am LGBT plus and I uh, am also um, a British Bangladeshi from London and um, from a Muslim family. And uh, what else can I say about myself? Um, I joined the charity in 2018 when it was really small um, and it was just kind of aspiring to reach some of the um, nearly three million young people that that are now currently represented by the schools that we work with. So we were just dreaming of that a few years ago. Um, and uh, we've grown, we've grown a lot. Um, and my roles before that have all been about coordinating young adults doing volunteering basically but I was I was really interested in this charity and then working here because I am LGBT plus myself and I really think that there's such a huge job to do in raising positive visibility of LGBT plus people in schools it would have been so great for me and for every LGBT plus person that I know and even everyone who's not LGBT plus to be able to connect and relate to more people around them um so yeah that's why I'm here that's what I'm passionate about oh I love that I can tell you're super passionate about it from the way that you speak about it if you don't mind me asking how was your um like childhood growing up LGBT plus did you know did you have any problems in school or anything obviously you're also a person of color so I wonder how that kind of plays into it as well I uh, realised that I was LGBT plus when I was about 13 and there wasn't any kind of big like revelation. I'm bisexual and all that happened was as most straight people would um, do, like I just recognised and realised who I was kind of fancying, like the celebrities that I was into and things like that weren't just men. So it wasn't a big realisation for me. It was like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> like, these are the people I'm interested in. Um, so I, I knew I was LGBT plus then. I was in school in the early 2000s and um, there was not very much visibility of LGBT plus people then. There was not much in the curriculum, quite similar to now, although things are improving. But I was really lucky in that my school was like a caring school, that the school really cared about anti-bullying in all of its forms. And I was kind of in a friendship group of people who, they weren't like really knowledgeable about LGBT plus stuff, but they were just quite a chill group of people. Um, so being LGBT plus in that environment, I knew I was different to other people around me, but I also knew for the people around me that it didn't really matter. Um, and that was a really, really good experience, actually. I went to school in London, and so I was I was in a school that had was very mixed ethnically anyway, and I, I really liked that. You know, I didn't I didn't feel like an odd one out in that way. And I'd say, yeah, I'd say although visibility could have been better, I didn't really know anyone who was LGBT plus. No one really talked about it. When I eventually realised I was, it, it was okay. That was really fortunate for me and I wasn't looking to find loads of people in my environment who were LGBT plus at that point in time. 
but that's not the case for everyone like you still need to see people around you I think a lot most people need to see people around them who are LGBT plus or to know that they're in an accepting environment I think it's so nice that you kind of grew up in quite a safe space that your school was very like you said good on bullying because a lot of schools aren't great on supporting kids who are being bullied for whatever reason um, and your friends like you said were just super chill about it I kind of had the same the same situation not necessarily in terms of school but like everyone was just like okay that's cool that's you that's fine so yeah it's really nice to hear positive story of your uh, LGBT plus journey it is it's so good for people to hear all different types of stories I mean it's important for people to know that things aren't always as easy for LGBT plus people um, than other people but it's also so powerful to hear these great stories that that aren't tragedies because that a lot of the time that's like what we see right is that if you're LGBT plus you it's, it's difficult to picture your like future as an adult because you don't know how your family relationships are going to go or how you're going to fare at work or if your friends are going to stick by you and if they don't will you make new friends who do accept you so it's really nice to see the stories of people that like manage to have all that as well so obviously you're the director of volunteering um, within Just Like Us. So can you tell us a bit more about the volunteering programme and what it involves? Volunteering was the first thing that the charity was set up to do, really. So we were all about how can we get more representation of LGBT plus young people in schools in front of other young people. There are some organisations and people who exist who might go into schools and they might have really amazing success stories where they were like oh I grew up LGBT plus and I was bullied and now you know I'm a CEO of this charity or I'm um, doing this thing or like this thing and going into schools um, and we actually think that there's there's a there was a gap for LGBT plus people who are like recent school leavers, they're new to the workplace, they're new to further or higher education, who are people who are just a little bit older than LGBT plus young people in schools to say like, oh, I was in I was in this system just a few years ago and this is what my life is like. And that's who our volunteers are. So the volunteering program was set up to help LGBT plus young adults provide some of the diverse LGBT plus representation that they wish they had when they were at school. So the representation that I wished I had, um, the representation that so many of our volunteers wished that they had seen when they were at schools. So our volunteers are called ambassadors and they are all LGBT plus and 18 to 25 years old and they're in places all across the UK. And our ambassadors are trained by us to speak in schools about what LGBT plus is, what their experiences were of growing up LGBT plus and how anyone can be an ally to their LGBT plus peers or have strength in themselves. So what happens if you wanted to volunteer would be that you would express your interests and you would join our pre-programme to learn a bit more about what it's like volunteering. And then we'd train you to become ambassadors. 
so you'd learn what the charity is about and you'd learn how to speak about being LGBT plus with students in schools and then you would join this community of a few hundred other LGBT plus young adults who volunteer in schools doing talks and workshops speaking to LGBT plus groups but also like year groups of students and things like that um and and just do a whole range of range of things to make life better for LGBT plus young people so that that's what our ambassadors do I love that I love that and like you said I wish I had that kind of representation in school like for someone if someone was to come in say it was to the year group and talk to me about their experience of being LGBT plus that would have had such an effect such a positive effect and not even that I love that you you can touch on like allyship and how how to be a good ally because like you said even if they're not part of the LGBT plus community how important it is for people not in the community to be able to support the people that are and it just creates such a better um, atmosphere within schools and just well-rounded children and adults who are respectful of other people and recognize that all love is valid that's so important yeah absolutely and that you know you can tell that all of these effects are happening just from the immediate responses you get from pupils when you're going into schools so like very very often we get non-LGBT plus people asking us questions about how they can be better allies how they can um prevent bullying in their schools and things like that um like we get that question so often um which is really, really heartening. I think lots of people join Just Like Us as volunteers and they expect that we might get quite a hostile reception in schools from young people. And actually the opposite is true. Young people are curious, you know, like kind of all people who are open-minded just want to know more and want to know how they can support people around them. Um, And as you say, for LGBT plus young people, seeing our ambassadors in their school might be the very first time that they've ever seen someone who was openly LGBT plus speaking in a positive way about themselves or or just being a positive presence in a room and that's incredibly powerful. I think a lot of the time like a lot of bullying and like discrimination comes from just lack of understanding it's basic lack of understanding so if we can obviously help with that at school age that just then goes up the ladder do you know what I mean they're going to tell their friends parents family members and help them understand it's all about passing on the understanding and the knowledge because a lot of the time it is just them not understanding or being ignorant to some extent and that can easily be changed by educating them yeah it's true there there are so many conversations that I've had with our ambassadors where we talk about the fact that you know when we realize that we might be LGBT plus loads of us like one of the first things that we do was we like googled it we like went into a rabbit hole of like google and tumblr and youtube and all of this kind of stuff trying to find all of this content and you know like life is full of stuff and most people don't have the time to go and intensively learn about stuff that doesn't immediately affect them so like it's very understandable why 
anyone who doesn't have a personal or who doesn't think they have a personal connection to LGBT plus may never think to learn more about LGBT plus people. Um, but if you if you can give people who don't know the benefit of the doubt to say like, OK, well, like this is who we are and we understand that you might not. Uh, have had a reason to learn about us before but there are people around you that you will meet who are LGBT plus or whether that's now or in the future and this is not that difficult to understand and it like you can do it it's fine that's what we ask non-LGBT plus people to do and even LGBT plus people themselves like if you're if you're gay or bisexual you still you know maybe cisgender and not know about trans or non-binary people so there's a lot of learning that everyone can do really I've made an effort more this year to learn and like follow more um uh, people who are trans and non-binary because I like I'm cisgender to try and understand kind of what they're going through in their point of view and to be an ally to them especially in terms of like pronouns or like having conversations with people about like being trans or non-binary and trying to explain it to people especially kind of at work at my old place of work I'd had so many conversations after I put my um, pronouns in my email signature and it's just opening that conversation isn't it so that more people are understanding and kind of open-minded about it I think with sexual with like sexuality and gender people are people are kind of terrified to talk about it or talk about it wrong so just the act of allowing people to talk about something and opening up a conversation is like like you you're doing people a massive favor (laughs) it's a really good thing to do and you know like even you know when we go into schools we might come across staff members who are really grateful that we're there because they want it to be addressed but they're not comfortable like talking about it or they think they wouldn't be able to talk about it correctly or whatever so it's a difficult subject I think for people to talk about because it's it can appear quite intimidating but the way that we do it is by just talking about our own personal experiences and then you realize that we're just talking about more aspects of human experience so what are some of like the biggest challenges you said kind of recovered a question that you get asked a lot in terms of like allyship what are other kind of common questions you get asked um from students we often have uh, students just approach us and tell us that they're LGBT plus <laughs> and it may or may not have been the first time that they've told someone um, but they what's clear is that they're really grateful that we're there and that we're talking about it and opening up a conversation about being LGBT plus um, so that happens quite a lot we have a common question is whether you can be LGBT plus and any other identity. So can you be LGBT plus and disabled? Can you be LGBT plus and a person of faith? Can you be LGBT plus and a person of colour? Questions like that come up quite a lot. And um, uh, the answer is yes, <laughs> you definitely can. You can be all of those things, all of those things all in one go. Um, so that comes up quite a lot um, and we're, we're really um, we're really insistent on on making the, the case for that because people you know we often come across the 
the viewpoint that you can't be those things and particularly that you can't be a person of color and LGBT plus or you can't be a person of faith and LGBT plus at the same time that there's some kind of like someone's going to stop you from doing that <laughs> and there are plenty of people who exist who are exactly that and for every person who is who is that there are people and communities that support them and accept them um, and I don't think that's well known um, so we talk a lot about that in schools when we're asked by young people we also get commonly asked about coming out like who should I come out to when should I come out questions like that and our answer is always like it's it's really up to you there's no my experience is not gonna necessarily help inform your experience that much I can't tell you when to do something we just say that kind of make sure that you you're going to be safe and that you know who around you can support you whether that's your friends or uh, teachers in your school or things like that if you do come out we've talked a lot kind of on the podcast in previous episodes about coming out and everyone's kind of got different views about it like you said everyone's experiences with coming out is completely different it's a continual process that just goes on and on it doesn't just happen once but yeah everyone's everyone's experience of coming out is is very different and very interesting we've heard some really great stories actually um going back to kind of what you said about a common question is can I be LGBT plus and a person of color or a person of faith it's really interesting that as humans we are like we're taught from out of the womb that everything has to be a binary that you can only be you can only be one thing and that's it. And that's why intersectionality is so important because everything is so interlinked. Um, and I think it's great to for you guys to be kind of answering those questions in school um, at that kind of age. Because I wish I had known about intersectionality in every regard when I was younger because it would have really changed how I viewed pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, I think to just to just know that you're whatever you are that is what you are like all of the different things about you that is just what you are and how you go through life and how you experience things and there's not a question of can you be this and can you be that like it's it's clear that you you just can and you just are so with that being like the default how do we make sure that like everyone can have a great life knowing that people have lots of different aspects to the way that they are everyone has the has some power in them to build an environment for themselves and for other people that means that no one has to face a clash between different aspects of their identity um or they or they don't feel like they're made to do that by other people I think when I was going through a bit of a sexuality crisis and I thought there was like I knew there wasn't, but for some reason it was like there's the queer police who are going to come and tell me off for not deciding who I am, what I am, who I like. And it's like, no, it literally doesn't matter. No one can tell you who you are, what you are, what you like. And if you like one thing and another thing or like one person, another person, you're this person, but you're also that person. It doesn't matter. That is you and you're beautiful and you're loved and that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. So for the purpose of um, like 
I guess, clarity and giving people a quick answer. Like when I'm at work, I say I'm bisexual, but really in my personal life, I don't really label it at all. I always think like, for me, like I've got no need to do that. I kind of just love who I love. And that's, um, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't really form the label itself doesn't really form a very central part of my identity other than like being LGBT plus has led me to kind of care about it more because I am closer to the experience of it. But um, we also have lots of ambassadors who yet yeah, aren't comfortable with labels or they don't see a need to label themselves or they're still questioning their identities and those people fit into the LGBT plus community as well. Labels can be really important to people and help them figure out who they are. Um, But also, I know a lot of people, like you say, that don't feel like they need a label, that they don't need to label themselves, and that's completely okay too. I'm sure you meet lots of different students as part of the volunteering programme, but what are some of the biggest challenges that LGBT plus youth face today and I've got a couple of um like facts that I got off the website which I thought were really interesting um so half of students um said they had little to zero positive messaging about being LGBT um in school in the last year um LGBT plus young people are more than twice as likely to be worrying about their mental health um daily and if they are black disabled or on free school meals and part of the LGBT plus community they face even more challenges which are very interesting statistics um so yeah what do you think some of like the biggest challenges that you you think that LGBT youth face the statistics that you just talked about there are things that are consequences of a lack of visibility and a lack of understanding of LGBT plus young people there is nothing inherent in being an LGBT plus young person that means that your mental health is necessarily worse or you're more isolated or any of that kind of thing um but because we currently live in a world where um, LGBT plus people are a bit less understood, a bit less visible, and being LGBT plus in a school or in a workplace or anywhere else currently might be a reason to dislike someone or target someone. Um, Because of that, LGBT plus young people do experience um, slightly higher rates of bullying, higher rates of mental ill health, and we were talking about intersectionality a little bit earlier and there are there are things that can impact that experience of being LGBT plus. So if you're black and LGBT plus, if you're from a lower income background and LGBT plus, it's likely that you're going to feel more isolated. Your mental health might be a little bit worse and that's kind of not on. But we know from our research as well that visibility and acceptance does improve things for people. So in schools where there is positive messaging about being LGBT+, mental health is improved for LGBT plus people and actually for all pupils in school, whether or not they're LGBT+. And I think that's 
a massive first firstly it shows the effect that you can make as someone who like is a visible person to young people in schools and secondly it does show that it is it is an issue about visibility and acceptance and once those things are there your life becomes a lot better you're less isolated you have more friends you're less likely to experience bullying and you know our charity our remit is schools it's not really families and and wider society but if we can make schools a place where it's great to be LGBT plus then that has knock-on positive effects for other areas of your life in in my experience when I was growing up and realizing I was LGBT plus I felt quite um, angry and isolated in my home life and to know that I could be LGBT plus at school um, and that it was an accepting environment was such an important thing for me and yeah I think our our research shows that um, you can you can make that you can make that the case for any school for any young LGBT plus person. It really does show the um the power of positive representation doesn't it but I think it must be amazing for kids to have it actually in school like it's one thing to have it on like the tv or like films like yeah it is obviously very helpful don't get me wrong they do get it wrong sometimes but you know it's it's good to have the representation there but to have someone actually in in your school talking to you that you can ask questions to and it's just real life experience rather than a a story on a tv show or film that's so incredibly helpful um and I'm I I can imagine that it does help everyone like you said it's not just the kids who are LGBT plus it's the kids that aren't part of the community as well that affects their mental health in a really positive way to be honest you can think about any topic and realize that like googling something and going online and finding like written information about something is not the same as talking to someone in real life about an issue and if the issue is as important and potentially like as sensitive or as potentially life affecting as being lgbt plus that's even more so like if I was interested in a particular like career or something going and googling that career might be uh, like a great thing that for me to do but I'm probably not going to feel much certainty about what it's really like doing that thing until I've spoken to someone who does that thing and then I can figure out like okay this is what I would and wouldn't like about it um and I think for someone who's LGBT plus and and people who could be their allies I think a similar thing is true it's all very well kind of knowing something in theory but really you don't you don't come to accept people as much or feel as comfortable with an issue when it's just in theory. So yeah, what we do, I think what we do in schools, what our ambassadors do in schools is really important for that reason. Like give an issue like flesh and bones um, rather than something written on a screen, for instance. How many volunteers did you say that there are? Uh, Currently there are 300 ambassadors. That's amazing. All across the UK as well. Mm. 
I am, um, I obviously, well, I, I, we were discussing before the podcast, I signed up to volunteer a few months ago. Um, so I've kind of been tracking what's been going on until my training starts. And I know you did, um, there was school diversity week, the 21st to the 25th of June. How did that go? What, what did that involve? How many schools were involved? That was such a great week. And if you were having a look online about what was happening that week you will have seen like such um like positivity coming out of schools so so many schools who were doing like rainbow themed like pictures and lgbt plus lessons and classes and uh like assemblies and things like that um things like like rainbow themed bake sales and we hosted a bunch of online masterclasses that week as well on loads of different topics. So LGBT plus experts in a huge variety of fields like writers, illustrators, historians, economists, loads of different people doing masterclasses all about kind of LGBT plus topics that fit into the curriculum. And it was a week where we just saw how inside and outside of like school subjects LGBT plus people like are relevant and we can integrate them in really really positive ways that mean that you're not just talking about LGBT plus when it comes to sex and relationships education which you know it is important but also at the same time if you're saying that being LGBT plus the only time you see LGBT plus people is in uh, topics that are about sex and relationships LGBT plus people do exist like elsewhere in the world. So yeah, we saw LGBT plus visibility in all areas of the curriculum that week. We reached schools and colleges in the UK that represented over 2.8 million young people, which was amazing the, the potential for young people across the UK to get involved in all of this kind of stuff that we were doing and it was a real like delight to see all the things that schools and colleges were doing and see what they were doing online. Oh it looked super positive I did love reading all about it um in terms of what you said about visibility not just in sex and relationship education I've never really thought about it like that like I've always thought oh we didn't really get even in the podcast I've been asking people like what would you like to have changed, like, especially in terms of, like, sex ed, LGBT sex ed? But you're right, like, we exist outside of just sex and relationships. Like, that is not what being LGBT plus is about. It would have been nice, and I'm sure it was lovely to see in that week, the, the School Diversity Week, that we do exist outside of, of sex and relationships. So our ambassadors, they talk about some of their role models when they go into schools, and there's there's such a diversity of them and they're not people necessarily who are just doing things that are related to sex and relationships like there are LGBT like writers and scientists and sports people from who throughout history yeah we are we are everywhere um, and we're not kind of special interest topic we're, like we just exist in the world and I mean it's quite hard to represent LGBT plus people in the same way that it is to represent people of colour like if you just have images around of people is very easy to identify often who the people of colour are um, in a way that you can't really do so much for LGBT plus people but it shows that we still do need to be represented everywhere <laughs> so get us on posters in corridors like get us like 
in classrooms that you know in form times and in all all subject areas like we do exist everywhere I think as well like that's again where representation is so important because when you are kind of figuring out your sexuality or gender there's so much pressure in terms of sex and relationships and then you kind of like I think if I had had the representation not even just focusing on sex education to be to know that you can you can grow up and you can live as a person who is LGBT plus and it's not solely based specifically on who you fancy like that's not what it's about like it's such a a much bigger part of you than just who you're dating at the time like it's so much bigger than that um and it's lovely that in the schools they were talking like they go and talk about their role models in terms of like you said like historians or writers or whoever it is and show their experience outside of not just who they're in a relationship with in terms of schools obviously you guys do a great job going in having the ambassadors come in speak about their um experiences being part of the lgbt plus community and um, but how do you think schools could improve kind of education um i know you guys do pride groups so you train school staff to like run pride groups and stuff is there well a can you go into a little bit more detail about that and b do you think there's anything else that schools could do Pride groups are a really great way for schools to um, support and provide community for their LGBT plus and questioning students and also anyone who wants to be an ally. So a pride group is a group that just like us can support schools to, um, to create that are led by staff members and by students in the schools. They might be like lunchtime groups at, like during the COVID period. Lots of them have been happening online. So not a particular time during the day necessarily. And they're places for LGBT plus students and allies to come together and to just talk about LGBT plus identities, history, culture, campaigning, to provide support to each other and a sense of community and they've been pretty transformative I think for schools. We've heard of them quite a lot as um, gender and sexuality alliances in the USA and I think in the UK they are a bit newer than that so they're a bit more recent. So we're, we're working with lots of schools who have started pride groups for the first time and are finding that they really help their LGBT plus young people to connect to other people and to gain confidence in themselves and a sense of community but they also provide a regular space for people who want to be allies as well to learn more about LGBT plus people and to to learn more about how to be allies which is really great so pride groups is something that schools can set up and run there are a couple of other things that schools can do as well. So we've talked a lot about improving visibility within the curriculum. Again, like stick those posters up. They go really far. Anyone who's LGBT plus or in any underrepresented group will have experienced that feeling of not expecting someone like a visible sign of support and then seeing like a pride flag somewhere and being like oh wow okay so there's someone in this environment who cares about this and it will stick up for me so yeah get like get that visible signage out and posters and things like that get lgbt plus 
like into your curriculum if it's like in your your carousel days or um whether it's in form times or assemblies or things like that so we do as we mentioned school diversity week every year at the end of the school year in the summer we have ambassadors come in and talk to schools either in person or online but aside from that kind of stuff it would be useful to for schools to have a look at policies and it sounds really boring now (laughs) it'd be good for schools to have a look at policies and procedures for supporting lgbt plus students because that's the stuff where you can say like okay our school believes this about lgbt plus young people we believe they're equal to everyone else we believe that they're that we want to protect them and this is how and if you can sort that out at a policy level things like what will your school do if a student comes out um, or is questioning? Who can they approach? Should you have any policies in place for doing things in a more gender neutral way? Um, all of this kind of stuff is stuff that schools can do at policy and procedure level that filter down to students and make anyone who's LGBT plus or questioning feel like their school is a safe place for them and signal to everyone else as well that it's a school that cares about all of their students. Yeah, I don't think that's boring at all. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> I think like you said, if, if schools could do that and get policies in place, like you said, it shows that they they do really care about the well-being of their LGBT plus students. I still struggle to believe that that's not kind of thing anyway. And like, especially in terms of um, like the more research I do about gender, the fact of like we still have girls and boys toilets or like girls and boys pee and things like that. And I think, as we said before, I think it comes from a place of doing or saying the wrong thing or being scared or a place of fear more than anything. But why would you not want to accommodate for every student that you've got from every kind of intersection? I don't and I don't get it. There's quite a bit of stuff now in the news about being LGBT plus there's quite a lot of stuff in the news in the last year or couple of years about being trans or non-binary and lots of scare stories about it Um, and if you haven't taken too much time in the past to think about all of that kind of stuff then you're a bit on the back foot when people start approaching you to uh, like amend policies and to respond to this kind of like issue that that is getting a lot of heat in the media and yeah for schools that's not that's not a good place to be in we do work with quite a lot of schools that you know we have a facebook group for educators who want to champion lgbt plus in schools um and it's just a it's just a like anyone can join it you don't need to be doing a a a just like us program and it's a really good place to Uh, questions about all of this kind of stuff like how can I do this in a way that's respectful and um like protective of the kids that I work with but also you know I'm mindful that we're moving quite quickly on this issue and some you know we're fearful of what a response might be um there's lots of questions like that that can come up in our group so finding out about best practice in lgbt plus inclusion is something that a lot of educators are proactively doing and it's it's really really great so you can find resources on doing that stuff 
Oh, yeah, that's very positive news and good to hear. Um, and like you said about you do hear like scare stories and stuff like that. I think that would put schools off being as inclusive, maybe. So if we've got that positive representation out there um, of good examples of where schools, like you said, are championing like inclusion, it just encourages more schools to do the same because it we live in a world where we hear so much bad news. It's just nice to hear good news. And it does encourage people to do the same thing and, and follow the same footsteps, especially in terms of inclusion and diversity. We're actually quite careful about making sure that we have positive spaces for people who are interacting with us. Like, so, for example, with our ambassadors, we are very careful and vocal about the fact that our spaces need to be positive spaces for our ambassadors because if you if you're an LGBT plus person and you look at your timeline on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever chances are you're seeing a lot of negative stuff about people like you anyway and the same goes for if you're a teacher trying to make a difference in your school you'll be seeing lots of potentially lots of negative things depending on what you're following and who you're following so it's really really important to us that we're creating spaces for people where you can take positive action to improve the life of LGBT plus young people and your mental health doesn't have to suffer as a result of taking those really like courageous and important steps. Yeah no definitely I think safe spaces are such a big thing I mean they're a big thing for anyone but especially within like the LGBT plus community, having a safe space, whether that's school, whether that's home, whether that's with your friends, whether it's online, if you're not even out to anyone and you're questioning, having that safe space is so important that you can just be yourself, that you can talk about what you need to talk about and you just feel supported. We found this with our ambassadors during COVID actually. So a lot of LGBT plus young people who join us as ambassadors they're between two homes so they might have their family home and they might have their home that's for instance where their university might be or somewhere that they're working elsewhere in the country so um yeah when, when a bunch of our ambassadors moved back to their family homes during covid and it suddenly for some of them became a bit less comfortable being openly LGBT plus in their environments we were quite conscious to open up online spaces for them where they could, you know, be called by their chosen names and their pronouns and things like that around other LGBT plus ambassadors. It was super important that all of these places, whether they're online or in person, like exist for LGBT plus people. I think to some people who maybe aren't part of the community, it seems a bit silly almost like how important it is to have a community like even when I was I originally identified as bisexual but I didn't know anyone really who was bi who was gay who was a lesbian and it wasn't that important to me personally at the time and then I started questioning my sexuality um and I identified as a lesbian and like there's nothing more important to me now than like knowing other people who are part of the LGBT community, doing this podcast and speaking to a whole range of different people has really put into perspective how much of a difference that support within the community makes. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the first workplace that I've been in that's all LGBT plus people. So all of the staff and ambassadors are LGBT plus. And 
yeah you just have slightly less weight on your shoulders like going into work every day I've heard from so many ambassadors that the first time that they turn up at training is like the first time that they're in a room that's just full of LGBT plus young people and like how uh, how amazing that that is it's it's such a wonderful wonderful feeling to be in a room full of people that you don't feel like you need to be anxious or worried about something that you're usually there's no there's no reason why you should be anxious or worried about it but you know that at some point you know you're gonna have to tell someone or test the water to try and find out if they're gonna ask too many questions or not like you anymore or whatever like just to be in an environment where you know that that is definitely not going to happen because if anyone is like that they are the odd one out is like so wonderful that's what the LGBT plus community means means to me is that I don't have to worry about that stuff even you talking about it like imagining being in a in the room like um with all the like the other ambassadors for the first time and they're all being LGBT plus like it puts a smile on my face like to imagine walking into that room and just knowing you're you're understood you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to explain what you're going through or whatever they just understand and it just feels it feels safe um so you have touched on it a little bit like right at the beginning of the podcast but we're going to come back to it um so how can people get involved with just like us um obviously with the ambassador program I know it's only 18 to 25 you do have bits that people who are over 25 that can get involved in so how can people get involved if they want to it's quite stratified by age (laughs) um if you are above the age of 25 and if you're lgbt plus then we have a mentoring program and it's a program for people who are above 25 to mentor our ambassadors in various careers that they might be interested in um so that's something that you can check out on the website but also if you are um an educator so if you're a member of school staff then there's loads of things that you can find on our website so pride group school talk school diversity week and the um our educators facebook group which technically none of those things are volunteering for us but it's all making positive lgbt plus change through things that we offer if you're between the ages of 18 and 25 and you're lgbt plus then you can be an ambassador so you can just go to the website it's just like us.org slash volunteer and find out more about it and um and sign up so you get like more information as you go along about what it involves and then training happens in the second half of october and if you are under 18 if you're lgbt plus or not then you can find out more about the stuff that we run in schools um so nothing is more powerful than a school's own student telling them that I think we need this like this is my experience of being here and we would benefit from a pride group I'd love to celebrate LGBT plus people in our school um so if you want to make that change as well you can go to our website and then you can talk to your school about doing more LGBT plus inclusion work which is necessary everywhere really 
Oh, amazing. As I said, I signed up to volunteer. I get the emails every week with like an update with what the charity has been involved in. So I am very, very excited to um, hear more about the training and things when it comes to October, which will actually come around really quick, <laughs> really quickly now. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This has been really, really lovely talking to you. Yes, I've had the best time. It's been so good to hear more about you and also what you do with the charity. I'm sure I will chat to you more when I'm volunteering in October. Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So Taishan, that interview a little bit different because it wasn't just an interview with a young person, but rather um, an organisation who works with young people. So what were your takeaways from this interview with Taz? Um, Well, the first thing I love was that Taz had a really positive coming out story. It's although we have heard quite a lot of positive coming out stories generally on the podcast other than a a few, but everyone was really accepting um, of Taz in school. And it was it was easy for her, which is nice because you do often hear like strife and struggle Mm. um, when it comes to coming out, which is understandable because it's a big thing. But it was really nice just hear the positive side of it and let people know that it's not always super difficult um we talked a lot about intersectionality which is something that is super important to me um and I think we had some really good conversations about that as well um and another thing that I really liked was when they were talking about how the volunteers go into school Mm. and um it doesn't just help Um, children who are LGBT in school they get a lot of questions about allyship and and kids asking how they can be a good ally that's really awesome isn't it yeah it's amazing it's something that you would hope would happen and like children or like young people would be um, interested in how they can help their peers but it's often something that you hear the opposite yeah Um, So it's really good to hear that they get so many questions about allyship and how they can help their peers, because just generally people being more accepting. Accepting and supportive. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It just creates such a better atmosphere. And she said children who, well, schools who have better LGBT education, generally the mental health of the school is better, Mm. not just for the LGBT students, but for all students. Yeah, that's wonderful. Which is incredible. Yes. Um, I loved as well how we talked about when they did School Diversity Week and um, it was kind of LGBT was kind of covered in every subject, not SRE. Because as I said in the podcast, even on this podcast, we've been asking about like sex ed in schools. Yeah. Obviously, LGBT people like exist in all parts of life and should be celebrated in all parts of life in history and English and art so yeah it was really refreshing and a bit of an eye-opener to me as well that obviously this should be taught in all aspects of school integration isn't it integration into all aspects of life exactly exactly And, and the last thing that I absolutely love is that the whole team at Just Like Us is LGBT plus yeah I love that and how Taz said it's just incredible to to work in a team like that um and how supported the volunteers and all the staff members feel um I just love the the community that they've created yeah fabulous it was a really great interview 
You have been listening to me, TJ Dow, and the fabulous Tayshan Dow on the Spark to Your Success podcast. Join us for more episodes in the series about sexual and gender identity. And in the meantime, give us a follow, leave us a review. That would be wonderful. And most importantly, share with everyone you know. Bye for now. Bye.